I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. You know? Or I could, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like... That could be... Morning, John. Good morning again, Chris. <laughs> they have no clue that yeah. this is the second time we're re- re-recording our introductions. Goddamn amateur hour. Yeah, man. <laughs> Apparently, I was speaking with a soft voice. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm John. And this is... Every Third Sunday. Really, I think we we named the show Hunter and Lombardo. So they're yeah, still yeah. Gonna now be it's like, now it's Hunter fuck? and Lombardo every Thursday. Is it Chris Sunday. Lombardo and John Hunter? Like they don't even yeah. fucking ah whatever. Fuck them. Fuck them in the ass. Fuck them in the other ass. So I was uh in, in the other ass. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that? Uh, Goodfellas. Fuck them in the ear. Fuck them in the other ear. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh I was standing on a uh, a crane the other day. Yeah. With the uh, me- the mechanic. And when it comes to a crane, the wire rope, uh, y- you really want to keep it lubricated and le- keep a lot of like oil and grease on it to keep it from rusting away because because it moves a lot, you know? So uh, it's, it's like caked in fucking oil. And I'm like laughing at the uh, mechanic and I'm like, man, you didn't fuck around. Like you really... Lubed it up. Yeah, you really got this thing fucking lubed up. And he's like, well... It's better than being dry. I'll tell you what. Next time you're getting fucked in the ass, I'll bet you wish it was lubed up a little. <laughs> One of the kids on my uh, my son's Xbox thing, you know, they have like fucking gamer tags and shit. Yeah. Some of these kids got great gamer tags. The one kid was going in dry. That was his name, going in dry. And then uh, another kid, it was like a whole thing. It said like the couch pulls out, but I don't. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, That's great. Yeah, these kids are fucking... Nasty. Dude, I think that it's uh, I I I vaguely paid attention when there was the uh, the riots and that young uh, white kid Kyle Rittenhouse yeah yeah shot the four guys, but I did think it was hilarious that the judge or or like the uh, somebody one of the lawyers was like, is your screen name on Twitter four doors for more whores. <laughs> He's a 16-year-old yeah. kid. Of course it's yeah, something right. fucking it's something ridiculous. Stupid, right. You know, what it, are we really having a fucking trial right now? Yeah. Like I hate that when know? people do shit like that when they like try to defame somebody's character for something like totally fucking normal. I can't believe you yeah. act like a fucking adolescent, yeah, you right. know? Uh he is. Yeah. <laughs> so um Dude, I gotta tell you, man, I gotta start the episode by uh, apologizing because you wanted to record last week, at the end of the week. Right. And 
it sounded to me like you were like in a good mood and you texted and you were like, hey man, I got some free time. I got the day off. You know, why, why don't we try to record one? Right. And the worst part is, is I didn't give you any explanation. I was just like, uh, I'm really busy, man. I can't, I can't do it today. And the truth is, is I had the day off. Or no, no, I worked, but I was done really early. Yeah. But I was having a really like, uh, it's hard to say a shitty day because I don't really have like, uh, like, I mean, I have shitty days, but like. I have to come to grips with the fact that I have bad days emotionally. You're you in know? a funk. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe sometimes the bipolar thing is real. Sometimes I just, like, wake up and I'm fucking just not happy. I, dude, I know? do it too. I mean, I'm not particularly that happy right this moment. You know? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, I just like for the past few weeks, I've been a little funky. I think on the last show we recorded, I was a little funky. I just think it's because I turned you down. No, 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 no. Look, man, we this was supposed to be every three weeks, but you know, we, uh, just, I, we, I think we've recorded about as many episodes as we would had we been doing this for like nine months at this point, you know. Yeah, well, that's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah it is part all... of fun. I mean, it's just kind of like we we kind of were under this impression that like we were going to be too busy to do this, and like we yeah. really like doing it, so it's like we worked it into doing it, you know. Yeah, like we kind of probably are too busy to always do it, but. We want to do it, so we do it. I mean, honestly, today I was like, all right, I'm going to go over to my shop and get some shit done. And then I was like, it's fucking miserable out. Yeah. I don't I don't want to. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. I'd rather sit here and hang out with you. Yeah, I didn't go to the gym today because of this. And, you know, also, i just feeling kind of funky. I just had, like, th- like three really good days at the gym. And I figured, you know, this would be good a day as any to not go at all. So. Yeah. That's what I did. Sometimes I think mental health is... Uh, like, I don't know, in our country, I, I swear, I feel like we just have no grasp on how to handle it. You no. know, like, like is it really that bad if, like, an employee's having a bad day and he just says, you know what, dude, fuck this, I'm leaving early. I want to go home and sit on the couch. Like, like the large majority of us blue-collar types would look at him like, dude, you're a piece of shit. How yeah. come you didn't just stay and work? And the reality is, is, like, I think... You need to fucking have those moments to, like... Recoup? Yeah. Like, dude, there are times where instead of going to my shop and, like, working on a car or, like, fixing shit or doing an oil change on my car, which is fucking, I don't know, almost a thousand miles overdue, dude, sometimes I just... I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to sit here and watch some TV show that, like... Some meaningless shit, just kind of... Dude, I, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Like, yeah. I want to fucking, you know. Uh, I and I feel, I feel guilty because I'm like, my kids are at the babysitter, and my wife's out fucking working, like, on, on this business that she started, and I'm, like, mentally just drained. I think if you have the presence of mind to realize that that's what it is, and it's a temporary thing that you're going to do for the next few hours or for today, but you know that you're going to get back to business yeah, shortly... I think that's the difference. Yeah, but there's still... There's people out there that don't. They don't fucking get up for days at a time. They don't get up for weeks at a time, sometimes years. Like, sometimes, some people, that's their life. Yeah. Is being on that couch, watching TV. And so I think, like, that's part of being consistent. I kind of follow, like, an 80-20 rule. Like, Hmm. if I'm consistent 80% of the time... The other 20% of the time, you can't really get mad at yourself because you know your intention is to get back at it. 
I like that. That's kind of how I look at it. It's I think like when people recognize like I'm fucking up right now. Just the recognition that you're fucking up right now is a step in the right direction. Some people just keep fucking up and they don't give a fuck. Hmm. A lot of people. Not some people. A lot of people. So I wouldn't get too down on yourself. Like I, I wasn't upset that you didn't want to record it. You know? Yeah. I just figured, fuck it, I got a day off and, you know. <laughs> did you go to the gym? I did, yeah. Shit, all right. It was productive yeah. for you. No, I mean, you know, I, I did. Look, I went through past like two weeks. I was kind of like... A little funky and got a little inconsistent with going to the gym. The only thing I was doing was going to work kind of thing. And I couldn't figure out what it was, but, you I'm going to make a lot of noise right now. I realized how I fucked up here. I apologize. Oh, look at that. I'm all nice and clear again. You big fucking dummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Hey, look at that. Now, there you go. Now you my sound voice, much better. That's because the microphone was facing you. Oh. Because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Good Lord. What a fool. My God. I am such an amateur at this podcasting thing. Yeah. What an asshole. So I do want to... Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know. I can edit this later if he, if he doesn't like this. But I do want to say that I appreciate some of the fans that we have. Oh, yeah. Know? Your your ex uh, gives a lot of feedback. She loves I, it. She I, dude. She looks forward to it. Yeah, I, yeah. I I sincerely appreciate the the fans that we have that that tune in for us. And you know, you and I talk off the air, and sometimes we're like both. Maybe I don't present it as well as you because like uh, you're you're openly eager. Like, dude, I want this thing to fucking grow. Let's sprinkle some water on it. Put it in the sun. Let's fucking. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's grow this fucking thing, you know, and and me, I guess I'm more like scheming in my mind, like how the fuck do I get people to tune in to our show? Podcasting is so difficult because a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it, but also the ones it's very slow growing, man. It's like a fucking, it's like a cactus in the desert. It just fucking. Yeah. It takes a million years for it to fucking turn into something, you know? And and therefore it requires diligence and it requires dedication and you know, so so really I, I do want to thank our fans like you, uh Kevin Healy that you and I went to school with and, and he gives you a lot of feedback and even I hope he'll let us use some of it. Uh, he just he actually just texted me and said no problem. Yeah? Yeah. Cause I think uh you his know, songs are amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I would really like to use some of his music at the end here and if we ever make money he'll get some royalties out yeah. of it you know we'll give him like maybe point one zero zero percent like <laughs> like really small amount of royalties you get a check for it's like the cents. mc hammer like uh deal you know like hey thanks you yeah. know how's your asshole feel <laughs> <laughs> now there I'm are kidding, there's Kevin. a lot I'm of people kidding. that really do enjoy it and they get into it and stuff and they you know they they'll send me messages and stuff and I'm like oh it's so good this week I really liked what you talked about and you know uh, my friend Ashley who listens every week and my my girl listens to it with me at, on Sunday nights and she's you know it's almost like she's having the show with us like when she's listening <laughs> because she'll start saying and it's like all right give it a second 
we're gonna say exactly like she's right because she's in my head like, she's she like, knows how i talk that guy chris is such a piece of no, shit no, john no. why does he treat you like that <laughs> <laughs> no it'll be like we'll we'll just start talking about a topic and then she'll say she'll say something that i know is coming up like immediately because she, she just knows how i think like she knows me that well so and like i'm gonna get to that hold on a second here it comes yeah the funniest thing is is um my wife doesn't listen to podcasts right uh, she used to, every now and then she'll tune in and like, she probably listened to our first episode, but she's just not really that into uh podcast, yeah. you know? So like, unless we started talking about fucking dogs and poodles and all kinds of, yeah, it's gotta be a special know, interest type thing for her. Yeah. Probably. She's really focused on what she does for a living. She, it, it's more than just a living. It's her, it's her hobby as well. So like, she's like a fucking She's like straight as an arrow in that direction, right. you know. But it's funny because like uh, I'll say like, oh yeah, well, did you hear the episode? And it's like, and it's funny to me because uh, I listened to Kevin Smith, the uh, the director, mm-hmm. you know, of Jay and Silent Bob, and and he done a lot of movies at this point. But like, he's doing stand up now, and he literally is like, uh, like he asked his wife, hey, do you watch my my TV show that we do, which is. Um, comic book man yes yeah. he's like you know did you watch the episode and she's like fuck no i don't watch that shit like <laughs> yeah that's funny she's like i'm just glad you have a place to go to talk to somebody else because i don't want to yeah. fucking hear it you know you're a dork <laughs> see I, i'm too like critical of myself like i have to go back and listen to it at least once so i listen to every episode we do um i mean i think that the only difference and you and i've discussed this a hundred thousand times is that it's just that I've been doing this almost five years now and I've gotten to the point where like, I know that I know that I have to just cut it off and like not be too critical of myself yeah. or just make adjustments for the next episode. And like, okay, yep. I definitely interrupted John a lot on that episode. It's time to back off and, and let him breathe and let him, you know, express some ideas. And that's one thing I, I listened to. I listen to all of our episodes, and then the other day I started re-listening to them because I was trying to steal sound bites right. to make the uh, Instagram make little clips stuff. or whatever, right? And and a lot of it is like, dude, I'm a fucking loudmouth man. I talk a lot. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm like, you know, all. But if you weren't a loudmouth and you didn't talk a lot, you wouldn't be sitting down here doing it. So I, mean, I think sure. that's some of it is like the thing that you find fault in is probably the thing that is the catalyst for the better part of it. Well, I think we're all critical of ourselves in a certain way. You, you, um, you and I talk and you'll say, damn, I should have said this like uh, off air. You'll say like, oh man, I thought about this after I said it. So you're editing. You're trying to edit. All the time. And, and to me, I guess I'm not editing. I'm just preparing for the future. And I'm like, okay, all right, I, I talk too much. I need to, you know, bring up topics uh, that are more than just what I like. You mm-hmm. know, like I think it's about engaging in both of us. Yeah, it's this hard. This is a co-host. This is a partnership. Yeah. It's not Chris's show. No, I know. You know. So, and that's important. I think I, I think I want you specifically to know that. I think that, it's hard for me and you, as it is, to be that relatable to a lot of people on a broader scale because we're very like we're kind of like into what we're into kind of thing. <laughs> like, like we have special interest. The things sure. that interest are not the common things that interest everybody. Not to say that there's not a crowd out there or like, obviously, you know, I don't think I'm the only person in the world that likes lowbrow art or, you know, things like that. Or you're not the only guy out there that, you know, likes to laugh about, 
you know. Dead uh, babies in a trash can. Yeah, like there's there's plenty of people <laughs> that want to laugh at, you know, irreverent things and stuff like that. So. Well, there used to be. I don't know right. about anymore. I think there is. I think people like to say that they don't, but they do. Your buddy Kevin Healy used to be kind of like a, um, he was a grunge kid, man. I remember him drawing in art mm-hmm. class, and, and he definitely, me, him, uh, and Nate, and then Trish, I mean, he was like right there with us, like drawing like, yeah, uh, you know, kind of like morbid shit, you know, and like, I loved it. I, I loved his artwork. I think he had a very particular eye, you know, and then like. I thought I was very dark. I, I have books over there. We'll, we'll have to check them out sometime, but it's it's dark shit, dude. Yeah. It's like, the one drawing in there is, is fucking downright, like, it's the dad uh, shot himself, and then the little girl standing in the door saying, Dad, what was that loud noise? And you're like, oh, dude. <laughs> I what? like that kind of stuff, yeah. Oh, my God, like just, man. Yeah, ridiculous this kind of cartoon my, humor. Yeah. I mean, this is where that fucking, my head was when I was, <laughs> you know, 16, 17 years old, like, but everything was dark in the 90s. Right. Like, at least in my perspective, the music was dark. Even hip-hop was dark and aggressive. And Yeah, know. but I, it was better that way. I, I I can't listen to rap now. Like, I don't know. I don't get it at all. Like, I don't like the... Um, I think It's, it's almost ri- depressing, like... It is depressing, and I think it's rhythmic. So, lately, I've been listening to more... Uh, I've been finding these songs on TikTok, and I'm like, I like it. I don't know what the guy's saying, but it's rhythmic, yeah. you know? And I think that that's how I get pulled in, and I'm like, I definitely like the beat and the rhythm of it, and it's it's definitely got a dark droning. Yeah, the droning is what, I think that's what kind of freaks me out about it. I kind of like that. I like changes and stuff, and changes in tempo. and. You know what's funny is, like, while we're discussing mental health, I sometimes wonder what is better... Is it better to ignore it or is it better to have it open and like some kid drawing dark shit? Because right now, like I I had a friend of mine who's a tattoo artist down in Maryland and he said he's got a five-year-old son who's autistic and the kid drew, like I guess the kid drew his teacher or, or maybe he's eight years old. He's, a, he's in school. So the kid drew the teacher like dead or with blood all around him or something. Right. And then, like, they almost kicked the kid out of school. Or, like, there was, like, some kind of, like, they they were, like, called in him. They called in the police. They are like, oh, this might be a threat, you know? like. I think I... it would be better to put that <laughs> on a piece of paper to express it than to hold it in. I think to myself the same thing. Like, yeah. I think that a lot of times nowadays, uh, I think people nowadays want it all to look happy and shiny right but it's still the same old bullshit of like shove it down ignore it and pretend like it's not really happening dude it is happening yeah life is a motherfucker man mass (laughs) shootings everywhere and school shootings and all that shit and it's you can't just you know you can't just put somebody who's disgruntled in the corner and go yeah don't worry about it it's okay it's not how it it's not how it works you know I think that, uh, and, and, and it's not even just schools, it's even you and I, man. It's yeah. Like we're, we're fucking dads. Our job is to just keep this thing going. You mm-hmm. know, like, in my mind, I'm, I'm old school. I think that, like, you know, mom works too, but, like, it's like, dude, my job is to be the backbone here and make sure everybody's fucking happy, everybody's fed. What's wrong? What's wrong with Genevieve? What's wrong with Christopher? Mom, why are you upset? What's the What the fuck's going on here? How do I fix all these problems? Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm, uh, I'm a mechanic and, like, uh, 
Like, my logic is I'm here to fix things. You know? I fix things. I'm fucking constantly looking for what's fucking broken. Yeah. How do I fix it? I think if yeah. you're the one who's always trying to keep the peace, but you're never really at peace, then, you know. Could be, yeah. you know. I think everybody has to do a little bit of it. I think I ignore my problems uh, because it's easier to fix everybody else's problems. Or at least I think so. Or nah. at least I try to. Yeah. It, you know. Mm. I, I belong to, you know, a 12-step program that uh, I guess anybody that's been listening from the beginning is, they know about this, is like, you know, dealing with my addiction and I belong to this 12-step fellowship and it's great because they, they teach you how to do a lot of um, self-assessment and, and being self-aware, but they also kind of uh, very much strongly encourage you to deal with the wreckage of your past and admittedly, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, man. That's. I think that's why I have these weird cycles of uh, things come up and like things remind me of bad shit or maybe not even remind me of bad shit, but it's just like... It's it, always there. It kind of, it's always there in the back of your head somewhere. It's present. Right? Just because it's lying dormant for, you know, six months doesn't mean it's not going to pop up. I go through it too, man. Like it, there's definitely moments where... I have like really dark, depressing days that are kind of like I can't get in the gear at all. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of snap out of it. So, but I mean, that's life. That's like the ebb and flow of life. You know. I, tell I don't you, think you should really be too too upset at yourself about it. To be honest with you. Well, you know what I I do tell people, and and I swear it's the honest truth. For every one bad day I have, I have a hundred fucking good, good ones. ones. Right. And I think that that's largely due to me changing. The way I live, you know, and like it's more or less the way you think. I mean, that is it. But I think it's in the beginning, it's it's a physical change because that's all we know. Mm -hmm. Like for you, you said like one of our earlier episodes, maybe the first or second, you were like, I was fucking unhappy with the way my life was. And in your mind, the first answer is, is I got to lose fucking weight. I got to yeah. go to the gym and change physically change things. But through the process, you learned the mental benefits far outweigh the physical benefits. And really, your mental health and your physical health just go hand in hand. Yeah. They're not two separate things. Like, I think, like, my way of looking at it is everything that you experience in life, whether it's happiness, sadness, whatever it is, every your fear, anxiety, everything, it's all based on a chemical reaction in your body. Hmm. And... The world really is just you and your experience. It's just you and the way you perceive things, the way you see things, the way things affect you. And the feelings that you get out of it is all dictated by these chemicals that are going around. You know, if I, if I startle you, there's a chemical reaction. If, you know, you experience loss, there's a chemical reaction. If you're happy, there's a chemical reaction. Everything is based on this chemical experience in your brain so i think like like for me exercise was probably the most effective antidepressant i could really like throughout my life and i've been on medication for depression you know like i've been on anti-anxiety medication all that stuff yeah and me too wasn't a good experience <laughs> you know like that wasn't what i needed what i needed was to fix this glaring cornerstone of my personality which was my weight and, I mean, it continues to be a struggle, even at my on my best days. Yeah. You know? 
So. Well, you de- I mean, so you say your weight, but I think that's more about. Uh, but I mean, it's your all self-conscious. Yeah, like how you feel about yourself. Exactly. You know, your uh, yeah. confidence. You know, and and then you get worried because, like, you know, when you're not in good physical health, things start to break down. Things yeah. start to, and you get scared. You know, you you have high blood pressure. You worry about it. Sure. And if you're not doing anything to fix it, what more can you do but just kind of sit and wait for something bad to happen? I'll tell you, like, uh, two or three years ago, you know, I'm trying to think how, because it's always, at this moment, everything equates to, like, during COVID or before COVID or after COVID. I swear that was, like, it yeah. was really, We like, should do a whole episode just on the quarantine thing. Uh, oh, dude. Because <laughs> that was, like, that was not, I th- for what could have been a great fucking opportunity for people to get creative and to get active. and I feel like they did. Some people did, but a lot of people, like, for me, I didn't. Uh, I went in the other direction. I know that a lot of people started small businesses, and a lot of people were broke, so they they got very creative on how to change their lifestyle. But what really is depressing is that, like, when the government kind of, like, dropped the bans on everything, everybody literally was like, okay, uh... Let's go back to the slaughterhouse where everybody wants us to go. Like, you know I think, what I mean? Like, I think things it was are... like watching cattle go back into the, like, yeah. you know, like, it's like, oh, okay, we're out here in this open field. Nah, fuck that. Hurdle them back in and get them into that cattle uh-huh. chute and just send them back into the building where they belong so we can fucking... I think there is some change to it, though. Like... There is some change, but not... I don't think for, like, personal freedom and personal uh, joy, I, I feel like... We kind of fell back into the same rhythm. Yeah. Know? I think to some extent, maybe. But um, I think, like, for me, I think, like, in my experience at work, like, I see people, like, on, like, certain holidays that used to be just as busy as any other day. Yeah. People are kind of taking a step back and not having um, quite a... Uh, quite a, an approach to it like we need to get so much done today like what what holiday just happened in the last couple of weeks not valentine's um, day president's day yeah president's day never meant shit in my business in the air freight business we yeah. were just as busy any other day on that monday but for some reason incredibly slow people like took a break yeah and i notice now like around holidays where it used to be like the build-up to the holiday was so busy and then you'd have like three slow days now it's like the entire month of December is like a lull. It's different. It's hmm. just people's attitude. See, now you work in an industry where you would see, uh, especially when it I mean, comes to... Some of to, it might be the economy. I think, yeah. honestly, man, from my perspective, a lot of my recent depression has come from the fact that the money that I made over the last uh, three to four years used to be great. I right. used to like I used to have money tucked away. We used to be now everything ne- costs so much. Everything is so fucking expensive yeah. that it just drains my account instantly. Yep. You know, and like my wife and I recently sat down. I mean, I was like, all right, because she kept saying, "Well, why don't we sit down and scrub our bank statements and see where the fuck everything went?" And I'm like, dude, there's no magic here. There's no like. There's no like, oh yeah, I forgot that we bought a fucking uh, twenty thousand dollars. Like, there's no, there's none of that. There's right. none of, dude. We didn't spend money on ridiculous shit. Everyday items cost exponentially more. 
Everyday items, eating out, yeah. buying stupid shit on Amazon, which Amazon is is uh, a kind of like brilliantly designed evil empire. Because, oh, yeah. Like, Scary. Dude, nobody looks at the fucking price of it. I mean, they vaguely like, oh, yeah, that's only 20 Put it in the cart. Yeah, oh, but yeah. How much is that? That's it's not that you're not. Put you are looking cart. at the prices and you are conscious of how cheap things are. But if something that costs twenty dollars is now thirteen dollars, you're more inclined to buy something else that cost yep. another fifteen dollars. So you're buying more items. So then you put you, it you yeah. put it in the cart, and then when the cart, you're like, all right, uh, yeah, I got all these items. That's like uh, one hundred and six bucks. Okay, so, you know, buy it. Yeah. You know? And then like, you're fucking doing that a couple times a week. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Whoa, hold on! I just spent three hundred fucking dollars, groceries. For me, my wife, and my two small children... Probably a good three, $400 a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know? So it's like, there, there goes twelve to $1,600 a month, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like a fucking mortgage note. So, like, it's it's just so expensive. Everything yep. is so fucking expensive. I mean, and everybody talks about, like, um, like eggs, how, how expensive eggs got and stuff like that. And then, you know, I walk into Walmart... And I find five dozen eggs for $13. So even though in my mind I'm thinking Walmart is like a company that goes into parts. And not to make this sound too political or anything like that. But like to me Walmart is an evil empire. Sure. You know what I mean? they they all are. Yeah. I think like like if you were to put a Walmart in like a place like we were describing a few episodes ago. Like in that West Virginia town or something like that where there's nothing. Sure. Then the community would probably benefit greatly. Yeah. From something like that. But if you put a Walmart in a place like here, where all of our resources are already met, yeah, and then, you know, we have all the access to the goods we need, but then a company like Walmart comes in and sends it, sells it exponentially cheaper, Yeah, you're going to hurt all the businesses around it. So if I go to the butcher shop and their eggs are $5, $6 a dozen, sure, and then I go to Wawa and theirs is $6 a dozen, but then I go to Walmart and I can get five dozen, for thirteen dollars, yeah. Where's my head? You know, yeah, like yeah. I got a and whole bunch Amazon. of people to. Amazon's yeah, that's exactly just what as it bad is. Because like Amazon is, uh, like say for instance, eighty-four billion dollar company. Yeah. Amazon, eighty-four billion. You know what amazes me is like I buy car parts, I fix cars, I fix my wife's car, my car. I, I maintain our entire fleet. I do all our shit. I even help out friends and family, like if if they're in a jam. There's a local guy down the street, Church's Auto Parts. My uh-huh. dad grew up with Roger Church, the guy that owns the, the fucking business. Roger's pushing, and he's trying to grow his small business. And there are mechanics in this area that have told me, Roger's prices are too high. Fuck that. Just order it on Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow morning. Right. And you're like, dude. It doesn't, what in the long talk- run, it doesn't You're help. You're a fucking mechanic. You're a small business yeah. owner-operator telling me to cut out another small business in our community. That's the guy that went to high school with my dad. Yeah. I know his kid. His kid's a good kid. He works there, too. You know? They, like, these are neighborhood guys. And it's You're they fucking- got a stronghold on everything. It's not just the practical stuff, like car parts. Yeah. It's if you're a nerd who collects things. Anything and everything. Right. Man. You're more inclined to go buy your, you know, your $20 comic book or something from that guy than you are to buy from the guy who owns a shop in your neighborhood. It's because it's cheaper or it'll get here, 
you know, what do I got to wait a day? No big deal. I'll yeah. Pay, and there's no shipping. You know, like, there's just all this shit. And then meanwhile, you know, the people around you are struggling to make yeah. ends meet, you know? They had, like, a dream that, like, oh, this little shop is going to be my uh, my whole future, and I'm going to dedicate myself passionately to it. Yeah. And, and for what? So, you know, some fucking faceless company like Amazon can make all the money? Sucks. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just tough because you're just like... Um... You know, this all started with like the prices and how it's like making us depressed and like even me, like so buying and selling used cars and kind of fixing them yeah. up and dude, nobody's buying anything right nah. now. Nah, because they're afraid to spend their money right yeah, now. Man. They don't know what's going to happen. So it's like they don't want to spend any of the money that they do have. Sociology tells us that right now it's like the big old uh, like a holding pattern. Yeah, yeah, big old holding pattern. Just like just sit on it, man. Just wait. Yep. Even the stock market, when I'm watching my stocks... It's not really doing anything. Nothing, man. Yeah. It floats. Uh, I have, I have, uh, you know, like a couple grand that I play with right now. Mm-hmm. And I have them invested in this, uh, in the top 10 best yielding stocks of last year. So, like, you know, this is basically the uh, Dow, Dow Jones, uh, uh, what is it, the Index 500 or whatever. It's like, you, t- you choose the top 10 from that list. And it's kind of like a marker of like how well mm-hmm. you know the stock market's actually doing, dude. It floats between like 1990 up to like sometimes it'll reach as high as like 2,020 bucks. It's right. floating thirty dollars, you know, <clears throat> thirty bucks over two thousand dollars is its up or down. It doesn't feel it, like that. It crazy. hasn't moved yeah. in like two years. Right. Like that's that's all the movement it's done in two years. I used to do that too. I used to put a little bit of money in uh, that TD Ameritrade, yeah, and like buy and sell things left and right. And I would just see that like there's not a whole lot happening yeah. here. It's like you know I put all this money into like this lemonade stock or something, and then it like fucking dips, and then it just climbs back slowly, and then it dips, and it's like nothing's... even so everybody right now is hot trot, or they were a few years ago. About the marijuana stocks, you uh-huh. know, everybody was like, "Holy shit, marijuana is legal now! You yeah. can buy stocks in it." Rah, rah, rah. And I still think that if you own marijuana stocks, you should just be extremely patient and fucking sit on it. I mean, honestly, you should be buying it right now because it's it's fucking low. Yeah. I mean, even if it goes lower, fuck it, buy more <clears throat> and wait. Because the economy is not going to stay like this forever. That's the honest truth. And as long as you can weather this fucking storm and then just sit and be patient. I mean, if you had a five-year plan, I think you'll you'll be very happy with yourself. Yeah. You know? I was, like, starting. I would get obsessed about it and start looking into, like, these, like, battery mining shit and all that. Like, all kinds of stuff. And I would just, like, oh, yeah, okay, so there's some future in that. And then I'd go buy a few of these stocks and just see that they're... It gets really hard. Like, you have to be able to not look at it. That is the key. Yeah, don't look Honestly, at it. Honestly, man, you should, in my opinion, you should uh, you should buy something and sit on it. Right now is the perfect time if you have even a little bit of money, 100 bucks. Yeah. Go set up a Robinhood account, buy something, and just sit on it, mm-hmm. you know? As long as it's not, like, some junk. Like, don't be, like, thinking that the Wolf of Wall Street is, like, something that you can replicate. You do, uh-uh. You're not... You're not going to buy penny stocks and fucking, like, you know, yeah, you're not set, set the, the world, world on fire. fire. Like, right. Dude, the people that, that actually accomplish that, 
literally hit the lottery. Yeah. Nobody fucking knew. The odds are really against you. I mean, dude, buying IBM in the fucking 80s is like, dude, the guys that did that, you know, like... It was nobody, a fluke. nobody fucking yeah. saw it happening. Right. You know? That's the same with Bitcoin, you know, five years ago when it was up to sixty thousand yeah. uh, dollars you know, a coin is like now it's not doing jack shit. Now it's down to twenty and it's probably gonna stay there forever because yeah. there's just so much uh I think the securities and exchange are getting involved and like, you know, now they wanna send you a ten ninety nine if you own it and like it's now it's being regulated and like they always that was the big sales pitch for Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies. Oh, it's unregulated. They can't control it. <laughs> Dude, they always find yeah. a way. They always find a way. Who do you think probably owns the largest portion of, of Bitcoins? Right. The U.S. fucking government. Exactly. You know? You think that we're like... You can't rebel against things all the time. You just yeah. can't. Like, you have to figure out a way to do your thing within the parameters so the comedy is, is like when I used to talk to friends about politics and they would float one way or the other, they'd always like, oh, when Trump's in office, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And my money's going to be worth so much. And the truth is, is wealthy people, extremely intelligent, wealthy people, Warren Buffett and like Elon Musk and all these guys that know what the fuck they're doing. Their money hasn't changed because they just change strategies whenever there's a small hiccup in the road, like, uh, you know, an epidemic or the fucking presidential change. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Elon Musk doesn't give a fuck about how much groceries cost, not because he's a billionaire, but because he knows how to adjust his growth of income. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> the Democrats are more concerned with Greenpeace right now. It's really. A good time to own Tesla stock or some kind of renewable energy source, that stuff is probably growing right now. But if you ain't got no money to put into it, or like, and I mean money as in like a large amount, yeah. you know? Right. If you if you're putting like I do, like I, dude, I I use my small amounts of money just to kind of like practice and learn. To me, it's like playing uh, it's playing slots at the casino. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'm gambling. I'm yeah. fucking gambling. I'm not. You know, I'm not investing. I don't, excuse me, I don't really want to take a big risk. I'm fucking scared to, you know? Yeah. So, I feel like this is one of the moments where I talked a lot. (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, just here to bullshit, so. Yeah, I mean, so back to the mental health thing, man. I think that, uh, I think I'm bouncing back. The weather's definitely bringing me down a little bit. You know, it's up. Yeah, it's up I think and it's down. the uh, it's the, the fluctuation, fu- dude. Uh, this is the um, like like I think this is early spring. Like this is the uh, that yeah. turmoil between winter and spring. You know, the it's bizarre. Like it was seventy degrees on Saturday, I think, and like now it's like dreary, cold, and wet. And I I was uh I was or wait, in- was it like twenty degrees on Saturday? What day was cold? One day it was really cold. One day it was like fucking beautiful outside. So Saturday we um. No, Sunday morning, we took the kids down to Tinicum to one of the uh, the parks down there. Yeah. Like that park right on the corner, um, like of 291 and uh, fucking 420. Governor Prince? Is that what? No, I it's not know. Governor Prince. The, right right there on the corner, like next to uh, 95. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's I a know. nice park, yeah, yeah. and they got the a nice park. walking right. path. Yeah. So, like, we took the kids there, and I only wore a fucking sweater, and I didn't have a, a wool hat on or nothing. No pants? Nah, I mean, just hang, just, hmm. just dick Better hanging out, man. Just, you know, cool. I mean, in un- underwear, you know. Nature boy. I yeah, like nature boy. Yeah. But, uh, and then Gabby's in a fucking hoodie and like, 
She, no pants either? No pants either, man. Oof. Just fucking, just, <laughs> just beaver, ready to eat some wood, you know? <laughs> uh, We're so, not clothed right now either. So, yeah. Yeah. We're nude. Hey, John. Two dudes nude. I'm rubbing my nips. Some food. <laughs> and I'm drinking uh, lemon and honey yeah. and boiling hot water. I'm not gay. I always find that funny. I don't know why I think that line is so funny. What? I think it's the insecurity of it. Like, guys that like that work that in, like, there's, like, a reassurance where people tell themselves. Like, they say something gay or something, and then they, like, tell themselves, I'm not gay. I think that's funny. Like, it's, like... It's just insecure people. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's the funniest shit in the world. That little, like, I love, like, insecure humor. Like... Do you want to hear a great one, man? Sure. So, um, uh, years ago, I was attending some of my meetings in my 12-step fellowship, and uh, this young Italian guy who's big and big and husky, big muscle-bound-looking dude, he kind of comes up, and we're all standing out front waiting for the meeting to start. And uh, he comes up, and he's full of piss and vinegar, and he's bullshitting with some of the other guys there because he knows them. And uh, I start busting his balls a little bit, and I can see instantly he's a very insecure kind of guy. He's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, oh, what, bro, what, you know, like, definitely a a bro monster, like, yeah. definitely like, you know, like this dickhead. All right, so I'm like, all right, we're gonna have some fucking fun with this, and I'm like talking shit. So then, like, this this occurred over a few months. So then I would start seeing him around. And he would start getting kind of lippy and talking shit. And then a few times, like, he would walk up and do the little slap box and or pretend like he's going to punch me in the shoulder. And I'm like, don't, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> like, listen, we can joke around, but don't physically touch me. You, you don't know what the fuck you're about to do. <laughs> right. So, uh, it kind of like slowly started getting a little more aggressive and he started getting like way more ballsy, you know? So a friend of mine knew him pretty well, and I said, uh, I said, Billy, I'm going to fuck with him real bad, all right? And I need you to play along. <laughs> so at one point, uh, the dude walks up, and he did. He punched me right in the shoulder, and he's like, what, what, what? what? And I said, listen, dude, I'm going to tell you right now. You better knock it off, because I fuck guys bigger than you, you know? <laughs> and, like, he's like, what? What? Bro, get <laughs> Get away from me, dude. Get away from me. Are you are you a fag? And he's like, dude, he is like fucking like upset. Like homophobic you know? as oh, shit. Oh, yeah. bro. He went off the fucking deep end, like instantly wow. got very defensive. And I was just like standing there and I like kept a straight face and I just kept like staring yeah. at him like, you want to find out, you know? <laughs> so then uh, at one point, my buddy Billy is talking to the dude and... This guy starts asking him, "Yo, what's up with uh, what's up with Hunter? Like, is is that dude fucking gay?" And then Billy's like, <laughs> yeah, "Dude, man. Billy did it perfect. He did it so great with a straight face. He goes, you know, I gotta be honest. I've never seen him with a chick. <laughs> That's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Not just so, like, oh no, he's in the dude. Like, I gotta be honest. I think he is. He's yeah. like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I never." I don't recall seeing him with a chick ever. So, like, be careful, you know? So, eventually, like, uh, I mean, actually, it, it's it's got a good ending. This story's got a good ending because, like, 
I would see him a few more times, and then I started like fucking with him some more, and I blew him a kiss one time, and do he like? Oh man! So that was like when it almost got into a fist fight. Is I blew him a kiss, and he's like, he's like screaming and shit, and he's like calling me a faggot, and I'm like, so like finally like he he comes over, and I said, listen, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not fucking gay, but I am gonna beat your fucking ass if you touch me. You know, yeah. like I told you not to touch me. I'm a U.S. Army fucking veteran. I'm older than you. I served from 99 to 03. Do the math. Where do you think, you know, what do you think my life was like compared to you, you little shithead that goes to the gym and takes steroids? Right. I don't want to hear this right now. And he's like, oh, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm fucking, I think at the time I was like 33 or 34 and he was like in his early 20s. Mm. I'm like, dude, you need to calm your fucking ass down because you have no idea what I'm going to do to you. So it was getting aggressive and I still didn't like the guy. And then this older guy, uh, there was a friend of mine who was just full of wisdom and, and, and very at peace with life, you know? So uh, here comes Mr. Fucking Steroids walking up again. And I'm like, dude, this fucking guy, like, you know, and he had a shit eating grin on his face. Like he was going to like start running his mouth again. And I'm like, I'm not fucking dealing with this guy. So I tell my buddy Gregory, who's a, you know, older guy, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm leaving. I don't. I don't want to fucking do this today. I don't want to deal with this stupid shit. And then um, Gregory is like a fucking Jedi. Like this guy, like understands. He understands emotions and like how to like fucking pull some Jedi mind trick shit. So like he says, "Yeah, you don't like that guy? Why don't you like him?" And, you know, I tell him the whole thing, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. You know what I think you should do." I think you should walk the fuck over there and give him a hug and ask him how he's doing and fucking mean it. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah. I'm not fucking, uh, I don't want to do that. You know? So then I do. I'm like, all right. All right, Gregory, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's fucking try this. I bet let's you see. changed the complexion of your whole fucking relationship with that guy. Dude. I walked over there, and before he started running his fucking mouth, I literally was like, I didn't hug him right off the bat, because I'm pretty, like, I have a weird thing about, like, people touching me, you know? Uh -huh. Like, unless it's my wife or kids, like, I'm not really, like, I don't like contact, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, like, I literally uh, just walked up, and I'm like, hey, man, how are you doing today? You know? And was, like, completely sincere about it. And he was like, uh... You know, you know, but then, like, you could see, like, this change in his face where, like, he was, like... Let his guard down a little bit. Dude, instantly. Like, it's, like, just something fell, and he was, like, uh... No, actually, I'm here because, no, I'm not fucking doing good, and, like... Yeah. You know? You well, know? I mean, I think, like, if you're there for meetings... Yeah. You're kind of all in the same boat to a certain extent, right? Yeah, but we don't know... As men, we don't know how to yeah. let our guards down, you know? So, like, that... I think that was his moment of realizing, like... Yeah. Instead of fucking around, how about we have a real conversation? And he did. He sat there and talked to me for a minute, and... I did give him a fucking hug afterwards. And I, I did say, hey, listen, man, I'll tell you what. I actually gave him my number, too, and said, dude, if you ever need to fucking talk, mm -hmm. you can call me, man. You can fucking call me, and I'll talk to you, like... We don't have to do this bullshit no more. We don't have to yeah. pretend like we're tough guys. You know, like, I don't know where the fuck you're from, and I don't know what you've dealt with, and you definitely don't know me, so, like, let's just 
be regular ass fucking dudes. Yeah, I think know? all that bravado and shit probably is born out of some kind of insecurity or something. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I still have a bad habit of uh, getting a little uh, aggressive in in public places. Like mm-hmm. like boost corners freaks me out. Yeah, sometimes. you're telling me that. Yeah, man. And for it's, me, it's like I would just I want to enjoy myself. Like if I put forth the effort to go there to begin with, I certainly don't want to go there to get upset. You know what I mean? I don't want to get upset. It's really that I just want certain food or items from there. Yeah. So like in my mind, I mentally have to prepare. Like, okay, listen, yup, uh, the sausages are are at the end deli down there, and they they got the peppered bacon right there too. And then I'm gonna run up there and get some fucking homemade lemonade from that lady. And then we'll stop and get a smoothie for me and the kids. And then, like, fucking beeline right back out to the car and get the fuck out of this parking lot before the psychos show up. But I'm one of the psychos, you know? So, like, you know, I'm just trying to avoid the other psychos. (laughs) I kind of reserve something like that for, like, maybe once or twice a year. Yeah? Yeah, I don't go that often. But, you know, when I do, I have a good time. I love the food, and I love, uh... I do love... We like the brails. My whole family likes it. Well, me and my girl, my girl really does. She likes to look at whatever. She, she can have a great time in like a Goodwill. And really? I, fuck, I hate going to the Goodwill. I hate no, it. I'm, it's funny because me and my wife are, <sighs> are both the same. Like, yeah. we don't enjoy shopping. No, I don't like it's not so shopping. much. It's not so much shopping. It's kind of like this browsing type thing. But like, she likes to find value in something that seems otherwise worthless like yeah i guess like like in goodwill like and i i like the thriftiness of it like you if you find something nice in there and we didn't spend 50 dollars on it then sure. great but like and i'm not like i'm not so proud to not own something that somebody else owned i don't, I don't think that way that's not who i am sure you know but um and she certainly isn't either but i just hate being in the places like i can't stand standing there for 30 minutes yeah i can't do trying that. to find it you know I'm uh I'm the kind of guy that I have it in my mind uh what I want. Like if I need like right now I need a new pair of shoes. Yeah. Uh I'll go down to Cabela's cuz I like hiking shoes. I think they're comfortable and I'm not like a I don't really give a fuck about Nike's or Adidas or any of that stuff. So like like in my mind I literally beeline it straight to the shoes. What do you got? Okay. Oh, I like that pair right there. Right. You got them in a size 8 and a half? All right, let's get the fuck out of here. That's it. Like there's no I don't browse. I don't wander around and look at stuff. Like I, I, I tr- we try to a little bit with the kids just to get them. I mean, I gotta out. be interested in what I'm looking at, you know. Yeah, like I guess I could browse a little bit in Cabela's, but it also right. depends on. Uh, I kind of get depressed. Like if I can't afford to buy nothing right now, <laughs> then I don't want to. I don't even go. You know, <laughs> that's like uh, I, I'm always amazed at like guys that are like, oh, I just went down to the car dealership. I just kind of wanted to see what this new no, Camaro no, looked no, like. No. And I'm, like, I'm not going to a car dealership dude, unless fuck I have that the Camaro, man. I don't yeah. want nothing to do with a fucking ninety thousand dollar Camaro. Mm-mm. You know, but yeah, that's cool. It looks great on the TV. You know, yeah. It's, but that's the extent of it. Like I, the car thing. Like I mean, yours is different. Like you got that that the hot rod with the bucket seat and all that. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like that's something that you like poured a lot of time into. Yeah. That's when I see that. If I see you driving that on the street, I'm like, wow, that's some cool shit. Yeah. But if I see like one of these fucking cars that people perceive as being nice cars, yeah, I'm gonna see you for three fucking seconds. I don't give a shit what you're in. I think a I'm lot. I'm not of- driving it. <laughs> yeah, but so in the car world, uh, there is a the um, and it's it's definitely a blue collar perspective. Right. It is the uh, built not bought? 
You yeah. know, like, so, like, the, the idea that, like, this guy bought this old shitty-looking rusty car, like myself, and, like... Poured time into it. There's that respect, you know? But yeah. there are there are them guys that go out and buy, like, a Hellcat, and it's like... Right, dude, and I don't care because, okay, you can afford that, and I just drove by you, and I seen you driving, I'm very proud of you. So but like I don't the, care. So the hardest part is that, like, us guys that build cars... Dude, I would love to have a Hellcat, but I'll be honest, I'm so thrifty and cheap that, like, I'm not buying that car unless I find some incredible fucking deal. And I mean, like, incredible. Like, if I could find yeah. one with, like, a, you know, it needs some serious bodywork, but it's only 20 grand, all right. I mean, I might be interested then because I know I could fucking fix it up and make it mine, you right. know, but, like, I'm a fixer upper kind of guy. I don't want, yeah. you know, and and even the fact that it's very modern looking, like I'm not uh, it, it, you know. yeah, it takes away from the nostalgia to see it kind of like I mean you see rounded it, off in certain areas and so it doesn't look the same, right? Plastic bumpers, man. I have right. A, I have a uh, so like my car that I have now is a 1978 Malibu, yeah, and, uh, which is awesome. And I I've seen it outside and I see you work on it like online and stuff like that, and that is different. That's yeah. a different kind of thing, like. Well, I think it's the last, literally the last, uh, muscle car with real chrome bumpers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, yeah. I, after that, I don't think, I don't think any car, I mean, it's a, that's a 78, and they made that until about 86 or 87, and then after that, it went over to plastic bumpers, mm. or, or bumper covers, Yeah. and like... You know, like, the hot rod community, I've had guys say to me, well, you know, you can lighten the car up if you get rid of them chrome bumpers. I'll never get rid of these chrome bumpers. Yeah. This is what it's supposed to look like with chrome bumpers. It's an old fucking muscle car with chrome bumpers. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want it to look like a fucking, night, you know, like a, you know. You don't want it to be modernized. Yeah. fucking Hellcat. I don't want it to look like no. that, you know. If you wanted that, you'd go get that, right. Yeah, so. But there's, there's a different feeling that you have towards something that there's craftsmanship involved sure. it's just like with me with drawing like yeah if somebody c can produce it on their computer in half the time it takes me to draw it yeah i obviously am not as interested in it yeah as i am in somebody that really pours in the time and effort to meticulously put in details by hand yeah like there's just there's a different level of consciousness or purpose that goes into that piece of art than there is for so somebody who can achieve it quickly i think it's always evolving because digital artwork is definitely taking over uh the comic book community and the uh fine arts community like now you have people that are spending money for ai to yeah make a portrait of see them. i don't like that because I, I think it draws from too many resources that sure. are somebody else's. Yeah, and it's all it's all bullshit because it's just, you know, like, nobody created that, you know? Like, right. th th that's not... A, the computer didn't, like, come out of its imagination to create this. It, like you said, it's literally using other iconic images and blending it with yours. Yeah. That's, that's all it's doing. It's not... It's not creating something. It's not really. That's not art. Yeah. Right. So, so like, this is the thing, though. I think art constantly evolves and changes itself. So, like, for a little while there, graffiti and Banksy had a huge. Yeah, part but Banksy's to play. 
he's kind of there's a message behind some of that too sure like you know well i think that's the point of graffiti though that that it got away from it in the uh like the 90s graffiti turned into like a very artful colorful menagerie but then it's like banksy kind of brought it back to the fact that it dude it is a political statement Mm -hmm. It's, it's a social statement you know the little girl holding the red balloons or the uh the soldier you know with the rifle and the flower and the end of it dude these are these are he's saying something yeah. about our society you know and then um you know like and it's neat because it's eccentric but anyway so i think art evolves and we as artists it's important for you and i to kind write. of adapt a little bit you have to adapt yeah. you have to look at so i saw that this guy that's painting cars and he's doing it so that it looks like uh animation it looks uh very like three D animation kind of thing. It's hard to explain. He's I think I know what you mean. Like you almost put like black lines in the. In, yeah. And so then, he's giving yeah. it. Uh, he's giving it texture. He's literally repainting, like hand brush painting, on side of the cars, to make it look like it's got uh, animation and like cartoonish uh, shading on it hmm. with you know cross hatching and stuff. And when you look at it, it looks like a fucking cartoon rolling yeah. down the street. It's a it's a fucking brand new 2023 corvette that has like this but that's a level of craftsmanship it is and that's what i'm saying it's like dude the guy that's doing this is now making buku bucks because nobody else can do it people are bringing him oh they can definitely well they can do it but i mean he's he's original with it yeah he was the first one that was like i'm gonna replicate this and i'm gonna make this this is my thing that i'm gonna do and he's now he's signing the cars and Mm -hmm. now his cars are going to be worth ungodly amounts, amounts of, of money, fucking right. money but it's like you know? like for me it's like like if you look at movie posters yeah right like if you go back to like the 50s and the 60s and the 70s they were all hand drawn yep meticulously hand drawn posters yeah you think of these dudes like um like Drew Struzan who did like all that Lucasfilm stuff he's like one of my favorite artists on the planet and uh who's the other John Alvin I think was another guy he did but like Chris Achilios, all these guys, like all these fucking amazing artists that really like poured time and effort and perfected the way to draw things. And yeah, there's a certain level of reproducing images like from photos and stuff, but it's still the end product is this hand drawn, beautiful piece of artwork. And sometimes those posters are better than the movies. Yeah. You know, like if you were to say to me like, hey, you know, like uh, I always think about Blade Runner. Right, yeah, Blade Runner, right. Like, and the guy who drew Blade Runner posters, he kind of felt like the the setting of the story was a character in the story, and he didn't want to draw the poster unless he could draw the architecture of the city in the poster. So, like, but now it's, we kind of got away from that, and now the movie poster gets dictated by, like, these actors or the production companies and stuff, and, like, you know, the actor thinks that, you know, he's making so much money on the money, he's such a prominent part, he wants his face to be more illuminated on the picture. And so now they're just using a poster, they're putting a graphic on there, you got the floating heads, and yeah. there's nothing creative about it. It's just, yeah. you know, some jerk-off can put it together, and, and look... Those graphic designers are good in their own right. Ah, he's a jerk off. But he's the cunt of the. It's dad. just I'm not trying to take anything away from those guys. They're just doing their job, yeah. kind of thing. But I would much rather like if you the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the movie. The movie ain't that good. <laughs> but the poster is fucking beautiful. Yeah. The, the you know the character looks great. That's all I care about. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just think that, that a lot of that is just gone by the way. I think it'll come back. Well, so I think it evolves. Like, I got into filmmaking because I think that filmmaking is the modern artist, you know? To create an image and uh, a motion image requires lighting and... Uh, That's all drawing scene, is, really. Scene design yeah. and, like, where am I going to, you know, place these characters on the set and where, you know, all right, now we're going to do a close-up. And I love... Uh, some of my favorite directors are specifically because they do particular shots that they Spike Lee invented this this uh, way of filming a particular shot that's like it's his signature yeah. shot. It's is this, the one where like the person is like standing still but everything around them is moving? Yeah. So yeah. the camera's mounted on them and facing them yeah. so that it looks like Everything in the background is very shaky. It looks like the character is uh, kind of like in a in very much a hurry, and uh, so like and people that don't particularly pay great attention don't realize they don't even realize the the work that goes into making that shot. People have no idea the brilliance yeah. behind all of that. I saw a, a TikTok video the other day, and I thought, my God, they have no fucking clue how long it took to make this three minute fucking video. Mm -hmm. It was stop motion of a Chevy small block, a Chevy V8 motor, literally being disassembled. But it looks like it's doing it by itself. So, yeah. like, the rags come out of the intake ports and they kind of, like, fall off the edge of the motor. The bolts unscrew, which is, like, each bolt. There's fucking eight bolts in the top of this intake plenum, the intake manifold sitting on the top of this motor. Somebody had to capture an image each time that thing happened. So, you spin the bolt maybe a quarter turn and it takes i don't know fucking 10 turns to get that bolt out of there yeah. so each image is a quarter turn bolt or half turn bolt times 20 times the fucking 15 or 14 bolts that are on the top of this thing yeah and that's just one component on the motor and they did it for the entire motor disassembling this thing i watched the video and i was like you know as a motor guy this is uh, really cool to watch. Mm -hmm. As a content creator, a person that went to film school and understands how to make stop motion uh, animation, this is an absurd amount of work. Meticulous. That yeah. people don't even understand how much effort this guy put into making this video. And I think it deserves to be... You it's know, just three minutes of somebody watching something to, to the person watching it. It's cool. Guys watch mm. it and they're like, oh, check that out. Stop motion is one of them things that I think people I love are it. always fascinated yeah. with. I know? love it. Like, I, I just think, like, without it, like, certain things wouldn't be as cool. Like, we talked about Robocop. Yeah. Ed 209 wouldn't be shit yeah. if he wasn't stop motion animated. Yeah. He would just be a big clunky thing. But yeah. because he moves the way it moves, it, there's a dramatic effect to it. Yeah. And it's that, that practical special effect that, like with Star Wars, all yeah. those, those little models, like, you know, like, those old, that was leaps and bounds better than anything that we watch now that's just done with a computer. I fucking, like, I just wish that things were still like that. I mean, I'm not going to say that, because I do think that uh, there are some things that computer animation do, That we couldn't does, do before, right. And, and I think it adds to the story of, like making it beautiful so for instance the new blade runner i love blade runner yeah, i don't know blade why great. i'm just like fascinated with like these uh 
dystopian love, type future type things. Uh, dystopian future, but also the the gritty darkness of it, but also yeah. bad robots. I yeah. love. I I don't know why I'm so fascinated with like. Uh, rogue robots that are like gonna fucking kill us like yeah. artificial intelligence that's like yup I'm fucking tired of the human race I loved Terminator yeah. you know what this is the turning point where we make we turn this back to movies and let's let's like now let's take an intermission now let's talk about some fucking movies alright <laughs> right there sponsors that's where you can put yeah. your little fucking ad <laughs> and now let's talk about movies dude I love fucking evil robots yeah i loved uh space odyssey i love um and anytime there's a film that tickles that idea that like is this robot really thinking Mm -hmm. is it creating thoughts right now i love that for some reason did you like that movie ai i i did love it i enjoyed it i loved it quite a bit and i'm fascinated with even that's part of my fascination with elon musk is like dude you Here's a guy that is creating artificial intelligence and attaching human, like he's trying to get a chip in people's brains so that they can communicate with the fucking AI. Hmm. But he also warns people, this is really fucking dangerous and I might be creating the end of the entire species with this. Like, it's kind of like... Well, it's very you, science fiction-y. Like, yeah. maybe you should stop doing what you're fucking doing, yeah. you know? Like, I don't know, man. Stop no. fucking playing God right now because this motherfucker might, you know, might be a badass. This might be the Terminator. This might be Sp- uh, Skynet. Yeah. I like, um, I, I mean, I definitely enjoy, I like anything that's imaginative in that respect. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, you know, somebody, like, uh, like Robocop actually was inspired by Blade Runner. Did yeah. Did you know that? The, um, the car is the entire fuck it, the cop car and Blade Runner is the entire inspiration for RoboCop. The guy who was, I think he worked on Blade Runner. The guy who created RoboCop worked on the Blade Runner set. Yeah. And I think when he saw the car, he just imagined the the robotic police officer standing next to it, and that's where it came from. Huh. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, so if you go back, I think there's documentaries about it or something. They get, I'm I'm a big RoboCop nut for whatever reason. It's just one of those things that's, that I just can't get enough of. But um, yeah, hmm. I, I'm like that too. I like I liked like a uh, Westworld. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Oh, um, I love. Yeah, West. I liked the first like two seasons. Once they got out of the park, I didn't care anymore. Yeah, but I also think that there's something about uh, Westworld was fascinating to me because it's this human struggle, but it's robots. You yeah. Know? Like so, here are these people that are enslaved in this uh, park, whatever, you know, and they're being horribly mistreated. Right. You know, and then the the concept is simple, is like, dude, they're going to break free. They, they mm-hmm. want, this is Jurassic Park all over again. See, I've like, never seen Jurassic Park. Really? I've never watched it. Same concept. Yeah. Life, life, Jeff Goldblum's famous line, life will find a way, I think is probably one of the most brilliant like um like really explanation of nature right you know like like i always laugh like when when you talk to like uh people that are doomsday preppers or or crazies or whatever it's like sometimes like you have to like think to yourself like dude you do realize that life will find a way like Mm -hmm. 
Like, if the human race destroys this planet bad enough, like George Carlin fucking said it. George Carlin was like, dude, it's not save the world. Yeah, the world's still going to be here. You ain't going to be here, but the world will. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. The, world the world will adapt. The world will cycle over, clean the air, grow more trees and grass. You and just won't be here for it. Maybe yeah. uh, next time it'll be reptile people, or maybe yeah. it was Maybe it was first, and maybe yeah. they fucked it up. Maybe that's the remnants of the uh, Egyptian pyramids and, like... Maybe Dude, that's really my what we're girl is at. fascinated by all of that. She just thinks like there was technology at some point somewhere, and we fucked it up and went awry, and we had to start all over again. And that's not unfeasible. When you th- so I've been thinking about writing a story about an immortal person, you know, an immortal person that looks like you and I, just doesn't age. And imagine if you were that kind of person and you collectively lived for a million years. What would you witness? What is it that you... Like, we humans live such short lives that we don't understand what, you know, 10 generations ago, we don't understand what they might have known. Like, Mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago, Jesus walked the earth supposedly, supposedly, but uh, we really have no fucking clue. Like, we have no clue. There was no, like, you couldn't look up the Instagram video and be like, ah, there he is. He walked on water. You know, like, nobody has a fucking clue. So, like, then go tenfold that. Like, go 20,000 years ago, which in the realm of existence is small. So fucking small. Us humans could have been here already and fucked up a bunch of shit and had a bunch of wars. And I am fascinated, too, with the idea that, like, they are finding, uh kind of like evidence that there were nuclear blasts on these ancient fucking sites that they're like dude i don't know it looks to me like there was a really bad explosion here and we don't know why Mm -hmm. you know like that's kind of fascinating you know like and and you know to think that maybe they did have electricity in them you know what if they did how how long would it take copper lines maybe they didn't use copper maybe they used something else you know but like how long would it take metal to erode and go back into the earth as granulates and become a part of the uh you know the soil and you know nature will wash itself you know yeah. it will it's it's just the way it is yeah I mean, people that worry about climate change and all that stuff like yeah yeah. The climate it, is changing. Yeah, be worried about it, but <laughs> yeah. don't think that the world's going to end because of it. Like, your world will end yeah. because of it. The world isn't going to end because so, of it. So, I mean, that's yeah. also the comical thing, because at the end of the day, it's really a, a selfish take on everything. Yeah. I really think it always comes back to, you're not, you're not pious. You're not, uh, I love people that are like, no. Oh, yeah i want to help out a community i want to do this i want to do that dude it's not for them though it's it's for you you're yeah but i mean is there anything i don't know like i do i consider myself to be a good-hearted person sure i I like to do kind things for people but i never do it with the expectation that i expect that they're going to be grateful at all for it yeah i want them to be yeah yeah but i think there's a lot of people out there that just aren't that isn't that the complexity but at the end of, of the day it makes me feel better 
Yeah, but isn't that the complexity of being uh being a good human and having morals is at the end of the at the end of the day, if you are a truly it's funny, talking to Christians, you know, Christian like if you pick out a Christian, like a Southern Baptist Christian, you guys you guys believe in uh being good people and helping other people out, right? Yep. Yes, we do. They think they're going to be rewarded in the afterlife or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's always an excuse. There's yeah. always a reason for it, but there's also also uh, an excuse not to do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like any group of people you could ever look at, they all have the philosophy there in front of them. You just pick and choose which time you want to use it and what, what time you don't want to use it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't think there's ever going to be some solution to like make us all moral you know i think that's part of life is you know maybe when you look at the balance of the equation is maybe there are there are times when you need people to be nasty you know like you need ugly people to keep other people to create a balance to create a balance to uh to have a learning process maybe that's the whole point of life is like there's a reason that there are lions and lambs and wolves and fucking hyenas and vultures and, you know, like all of these different organisms that do different things. And some of them look nasty. A vulture mm-hmm. eats dead leftover carcasses. Oh, what a fucking dirty animal. I think there's always something out there that's going to balance something else out. Yeah. It's like, it, it, I always think this, like, Louis C.K. years ago did this bit about people respect crazy. They don't res- they don't respect stupid. Yeah. So, like, you could do something really stupid, and somebody would be like, what are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> but if you do something completely crazy along with doing something stupid, people will let you get away with murder. Like, yeah. Like, because they respect it. They fear it. Yeah. And then, like, I kind of think, like, sometimes, like, I think of the most careless person I know. Like, I have somebody who's close to me who's very careless in life. Like, they're just, they have nothing, you know? Sure. And they're almost happy with having nothing. Yeah. But it seems like somebody else takes up the slack for caring for that person. Sure. So it's like, I guess, like, the only way to be free in life is to have nothing. Uh, Like, you know, like, you know, like, how else? As long as you're invested in something... You're creating some kind of stress yeah. about it. So if you don't have that, you don't have it. That's the only way you can really be free is to have nothing. Isn't that the uh, the point of like nihilism though? Is I the, guess. But I wouldn't say this person's a nihilist. I think this person is just like... Simple? I don't know. I, yeah. But a little crazy. <laughs> but, well, I know. think that even when you look at like a minimalist, like I idolize... Yeah, men. I would much rather not care about having things. Yeah. You know, I, like, I wish that I could just be content having what I need. I mean, isn't that the point of, like, when you see those memes of, like, a cabin out on the side of a mountain somewhere, and it says, you can live here for the rest of your life. Right. But you'll never be able to watch football again. Would you right. do it? Like, isn't that really, like, the question that they're asking is, would you rather be a minimalist or would you rather live yeah. here with all this bullshit and deal with all of this? Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's really, like, that question is so loaded. It's it's more than football. If you lived in that cabin in them woods and lived off the land and drank the water out of the spring next to you, you are going to give up way more than football. You're yeah. going to give up your Starbucks. You're going to give up your fucking Nikes. You're going to give up your all car. the comfort of You're all the things. You're going to give up that, yeah. everything. You're going to give up hanging out with your friends on the fucking weekends and 
you know, trying to fuck some chick in a bar. You're giving up everything. Sometimes, like, I get so stressed out. Like, I get paid. All my bills get paid. Yeah. That's really all I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the lights aren't going out, and there's sure. food to eat. I really shouldn't be complaining, right? Like, I have it better than a lot of people in that regard. Yeah. There's people out there who can't do just that. Yeah. But for some reason, if I don't have money left over to feel comfortable yeah. afterwards, I'm, like, stressed out. I'm angry. I'm, like, discontented. Maybe that's a part of, like, the American yeah. blight. Like, the idea of the American dream is, like, we never really understand... How good you have it. So in that movie, The Watchmen, I loved that movie, by the way. I like the, I read the comic when I was like nine years old and I didn't understand it. Because like I used to go to this comic store in Philadelphia. I don't think it's there anymore. Called Green Onion. Okay. And uh, when I got really into comics, these guys were like old hippie guys that yeah. ran the place. And I was like, what's good? What's like something really good that I should read? And the guy gave me Watchmen. Hmm. I was like fucking young. I was a little kid. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand this at all. It's yeah. really way. And it wasn't comics like what I knew when I was at that age. Like everything was splash pages and fucking Spawn and like you know X Men and shit like that. Watchmen wasn't that. Yeah. Watchmen was like a literary fucking yeah. thing to really read. I so could... I didn't read it again until I was like nineteen, and then I understood it. Yeah. But I think that I I don't think the show or the movie do the book justice. Like so the, I've never read the book. The and book's amazing. I, perhaps I should because. I saw the the movie. I saw the show, which I guess is a. I like um, the show. The show was entertaining, but I guess it's a, a little too much pandering. Um, I felt with the woke culture, or yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Like I think that, like, I don't know. I don't know. But I also don't know the story, so I don't really know what's like. I think the show happens after the movie. I think yeah. that's the way. Well, yeah, the the show is supposed to be like a companion piece to the to the comic book, but. The comic book does, the movie really does kind of reflect the same story yeah. as the uh, as the book. They just changed little parts of it and shortened things in the, like the, at the end there's that explosion that's caused by Dr. Manhattan or whatever. Yeah. Well, seemingly by Dr. Manhattan, it's actually Ozymandias. Really in the comic, it's like this giant alien squid thing that just overtakes New York or whatever and the whole everybody thinks it's the end of the world. Yeah. So in the show when it's raining squids, yeah. It's like remnants from that. Oh. You know what I mean? But um so it's really a companion piece to the comic than it is to the movie. Oh, cuz so, there's stuff I if, I think know if you the read fuck? the book and then watched the show, you would understand the show a lot more than you would if you were using the movie as your reference. Yeah, cuz the movie Now, see that's the thing is I think it's very difficult to watch a movie that's based upon a book. Yeah. Because I think that they're never going to... You can't really replicate it. They're not going to line up correctly. A story can be told in such a way that it paints a picture that, that movies can't make. Yeah. You know, it's just not... It's not fucking doable. The book is... It's going to take you a lot longer to read the book than yeah. it would. You'd really have to invest yourself in it. There's a lot to it. Yeah. Like the parts with Rorschach are much more sprawling. And then there's also like a book within the book, the uh, the Black Freighter, is like a like in a world of superheroes. Like the comic book is a book about pirates and stuff. Like they don't they don't worry about superheroes and comic books in that world because they that's what they have. Like Watchmen is kind of like a real world with superheroes. Yeah, that's the premise of it. You know, 
So, like, what their entertainment is isn't the same. Like, for us, like, comic book heroes are, are comic books. In a world like that, they're not going to read comic books about superheroes because they live in that world. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, it's different. It's really, it's probably one of the best written comics you'd ever want to read. Huh. You know? Well, I mean, that being said, I still enjoyed the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bit, I liked the movie, know? too. Yeah. I forget what I was uh, referencing from that movie, though. I was going to say something. I know. We totally forget now. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. We shit the bed on that one. That's all right. Yeah. It's good when you talk more than me. I feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. I don't want to... I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to eat eat into your time, man. I don't so even know you, what time it is. I want to make sure that I'm not yeah, holding you up. We're good for a little bit. Yeah? yeah. All right. Outstanding. Yeah. You can keep talking about comic books and movies if you want. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you this: I'm I'm kind of done with the Marvel universe. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't care anymore. Kind of burn out on that, man. I don't. I just shit anymore. Yeah, I liked it in the beginning. Now I'm like, I, it's getting too too far away from me. I really feel like we need another another Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. me, like that Christopher Nolan Batman is that's my favorite. That's the only. That's the, the only, only one, one I care about. It's the only. I mean, I've, I've I watched enjoy, the new ones. I did enjoy the new one. I did watch with, the new one. Um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I did I enjoy it. that. The only thing I didn't like about it is it was too gloomy. No, was, I love that. There was zero humor. Yeah. Like not even like a shred of humor. You know. I I like that about it, man. No. Because to me, whenever I think about, um, like to me, it's a very serious. It is. It is uh, a modern version of, like, God and the devil, you yeah. know? Like, it really is, like, a retelling of, like, good and evil. And, like, I even like the fact that it is... It, I think it has to be dark because that makes it more human. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when I think about what would a real hero look like, a real hero, I think, would be a person that fucking constantly struggles with themselves. You know, like there are so many facets to this idea of like, I'm going to help other people and do this for for a good. But there's also going to be an internal battle within that particular character of like, am I really being a good person right now? Right. Am I doing the right thing? Am I like I think Batman is kind of the perfect superhero. I don't think it really gets much better than Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... Even yeah. the villain of the Joker is, yeah. like, such a... Uh, he that he is uh, he is born from the fact that there is a Batman. There's a bat. Yeah. There's a fucking person that thinks he's the good guy, and therefore the Joker appeared because, like, we need a balance. You need for me. Somebody I thought to... that Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker was the best Joker you could have won. I don't think that I'll ever disagree with that. Yeah. I don't give a shit whoever. There's plays... fan theories about it that says that he's like he must have been a soldier or something. Because, because of the knowledge that he has about, you know, all of his methods and yeah. stuff like that. People think that, I mean, he's fucking firing a bazooka out the side of a fucking, uh, it, it makes yeah. sense. It totally yeah. makes sense. And then like, um, his, his knowledge of like explosives, like, look what I did to the city with a few cans of gasoline and, yeah. you know, like they, and they just like, they make it sound like he's a soldier who kind of survived fucking war and just is not like... Yeah. He's not adapting. Came home and yeah. decided to just... 
let it let it fucking go. Well, I, I mean, he even makes a speech in the movie at one point where he says, you know, if I tell you that like a school bus full of children gets blown up, everybody loses their mind. But if I tell you like a, you know, a bunch of soldiers get killed, nobody cares because it's all part of the plan. Like there's it there's little interesting tidbits to it that really lend to that theory that he's a war veteran. I like that. I like it too. And I like the new Joker. The new Joker movie was good too. So that was that is by far uh, very high. Now the problem is, is the new Joker movie to me is not a comic book movie. It's no. not a superhero. It's like a mental health fucking um, commentary. But I that I I love. Um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, psychological thrillers. Yeah. You know, to me, when I watch that. I also think that Joaquin Phoenix is a is a brilliant yeah. actor. You know, you, know? you ever see a movie called uh, You Were Never Really Here? Dude, do you know how fucking... That movie, like, haunts You've seen me. that? It, it haunts me. It's a great because, movie. Because um, when you watch it, do you understand the title? Like, he doesn't know if the little girl was real. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like I'm kind of getting cold chills right now because I think to myself, like... It's kind of heartbreaking that there's this person that is searching for meaning and he knows he's a violent person and he's like I'm going to do a good act. I'm going to I'm going to fix this, you know? But then he's like struggling with his mental health like I don't know if this is a real little girl or not. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know if she's real. That's what the I interpret that whole thing as like he can't decide whether he's hallucinating or not. You know, and he's putting himself through fucking hell. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to rewatch it again, but that's the way I kind of read that. You know, no, I, I think the little girl was real through it. I think it's the, the, all the suicidal ide- uh, ideation that he has throughout the whole movie, where he's kind of imagining killing himself over and over in the movie and stuff. But yeah, that was a fucking wild movie. I wild movie. Yeah, scary. Yeah, I loved it. I. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that's um, that's my kind of movie. Is like yeah. I understand uh, brute fucking violence, and I understand the uh, mental anguish, you know. So I I really do kind of lean towards mm-hmm. stories like that. Movies in general and storytelling. The that was, was fucking that? creepy. That was one of my kids' toys oh. just deciding to fucking talk to us. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay, you little fucking serial killer. So, um, I, as a kid, I loved, uh, film, you know, like I just loved, uh, I dove into movies because like I was very unhappy with, uh, the real world, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe that's why I did drugs and drank and raised hell too, is like at the end of the day, man, I was so fascinated with, um, with fucking, uh, just creating new worlds, you Mm -hmm. know, like, like new you know, it, it always fascinates me to bring it back to like Blade Runner and then like Alien and like the intermingling of like some of the characters and some of the dude. Do you know how fucking excited I get about that? Yeah. Like, there's dude, I love. That. I do know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my whole like, life is about that stuff. Dude, so. I get so. I mean, that's why like the Marvel Universe thing. I loved. I loved it in the beginning. I, I like, mean, dude, after the last uh, Avengers, like Avengers Endgame, I was like, yep, okay, we're done here. Like, 
Yeah. You, you fucking finished the story, dude. We're done. Yeah. yeah, it's like a new story. I'm not interested. But it's not also like I don't think it's necessarily for me to enjoy. Yeah, I think maybe. it's for another generation to enjoy. Uh, I forget sometimes that I'm not always the target audience for things. And I understand that. Yeah. But it's um, but for me, and that's the only way I can ever observe anything is like, dude. I just don't know if you're ever going to be able to. Uh, I don't know if the Marvel universe is going to be able to replicate what they did with the first movies. I think they know? just did too well with, you know, that was the perfect Iron Man. Yeah. You know, there there were so many all things about them. it that were Thor, perfect. Thor was cool. Was, yeah. You know, they were all, I think, the perfect versions of what I'll never, if it, if they ever make another fucking Thor movie, I'll never think of the next guy as like, as, yeah, that's yeah. what Thor looks See, like. See, yeah, that's weird. They had like, Thor movies in the past. I remember, the only thing I remember with Thor was there was an Incredible Hulk TV movie with uh, the old Bill Bixby, Incredible yeah. Hulk, with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. They did one where, um, I can't remember that guy's name. He's in True Romance, though. He plays Thor. Yeah. He plays Boris in True Romance. You know, the guys that are, like, with the guns at the director's apartment or whatever. Uh, I hate fucking cops, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. guy played Thor. Really? Yeah. You're somebody I never told you about me, Lee. I hate fucking cops. That guy. <laughs> he played Thor, yeah. Hmm. I can't remember what his name is, though. Eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff, that guy. I'm hoping that, that uh, storytelling comes back in, in, in movies, you know? It's, yeah. I, you know, like, I know that a lot of... Sh- a lot of uh, a lot of Hollywood is going towards miniseries, and I'm cool with that as long as you, it's a well thought out story. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I'm watching um, uh, The Last of Us or something with this little. Oh uh, yeah, on HBO. I never watched it. I think it sucks. I don't. Yeah, you know? I think it, it. It sounds like it sucks. Like I don't. I don't care. I don't want to watch any more of these fucking zombie. Dude, things I'm fucking nothing. worn out on the zombie yeah, shit. I am dude. too. You know, like, yeah. like after The Walking Dead, I was like, okay, I am officially checking the I can't the believe fuck that's out. going on as long as it has. Jesus Christ, man. When they got rid of the main character, I literally was like, yup, turn this off. I'm fucking yeah. done here. You I don't, know? My, like, I was never really a fan. My family watched it, and I didn't watch it. But, um, I mean, I watched, like, certain episodes because it was on, but even I just when, didn't like it. Uh, even when the main character, Rick, was on the show, I was getting burnt out. Yeah. And, and like, with that character, Negan, and we, we discussed yeah, that. Yeah, we discussed How, that. How do you go from yeah. that to being a good guy? And it just didn't make Dude, any sense. Dude, at that point, I was Convoluted, like, contrived. Yeah, man, you're, you're fucking just dragging this dead fucking horse yeah, down the street. you're grasping you know? straws. Yeah. I don't like that. You know? So it's time to fucking just. Move I just on. yeah, like what's wrong with just being satisfied with a story and just being like that's what it is. Yeah. And like I think that's what like more and more I just I don't care about like as much as I love characters and superheroes and all that shit I love all that stuff and so, I'm always going to be nostalgic for it. So you know what I wish you know what I wish they would have done. Uh, do you know how American Horror Story? I never watched it. You know why it's great. Because, because they the, do a different story every fucking season. Every season, it is literally the same, same actors. Same actors. And different roles. Totally different roles and yeah. totally different stories. And then there's like a theory that they're connected. But like, that's part of the fun, I think, is Just like... Just to use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would have done that with the Westworld. Yeah. You know, like, there was so much opportunity to go, uh, like, okay, this season is the Westworld. 
next season. Is I like the Samurai World. I thought Samurai that was cool world as shit. Samurai would have been great. Yeah, and, and I like the idea that they use the same storylines. Yeah. In Samurai World as they did in Westworld, because there's an episode where like this is my fucking story. Yeah. Like the I think like Hector was like this is my story. Yeah. And they the guy who writes it is like, what do you think? I can just write different stories for everything. Like yeah. you know, that was a pretty cool like aspect of well, it. Well, I mean that's a good way of explaining it, but I think that if they would have done something similar with Westworld, if they would have taken Westworld after season one and said, okay. Now we're going to move over to Samurai World. Mm-hmm. or uh, Which you know, I kind of thought they would. I thought that would have been brilliant. Yeah. And then you could have told a totally new story. Or I think it know? was called Shogun World or something. I don't know what the yeah. fuck it was called. Some, it was SW. It wasn't yeah. WW. And then done SW. like, uh, you, you could have done anything. You could have yeah. done a Victorian era. Like when you yeah. go back to the Victorian, you could have done... You know, uh, anything. You could have, you know, the 19, the roaring 20s. I like the whole story idea of Westworld. Yeah. About the the robots kind of rising up and being like, look, we're just as much a living organism as these people that are kind of exploiting us kind of thing. Maybe they couldn't come up with another brilliant story, though, and that's why they wrote the shit out of it. It just seemed really like I couldn't keep up with it. Like, I just felt like I was like, every week I was like, like every week I had to refresh myself. Yeah. So imagine how you had to feel after nine months of not watching it, you know? They like, could have even gotten clever and said, all right, we're going to do a future world yeah. where it's all robots. And, like, then it would have been this intertwined, like, are they in the real world? Or are they in yeah. in the game? Like, are they, you know, like, there was so much, so much potential. And I really feel like the writers shit the bed yeah. after the it, first. I think, like, when you have an idea that's so great, and you don't really have a whole lot of knowledge about what you're writing. Yeah. You're kind of doomed. You know, like, if you can't write what you know, yeah. then eventually you're not going to... I mean, you can kind of fake it for a little while. Yeah. But eventually it's going to come out that, like, this ain't going nowhere. Well, you know what happens is now they're stealing writers. Yeah. You know? So now Hollywood is scooping up writers before they get a chance to write this big uh, saga. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, the... Uh, what's it? Uh... Uh, the Tolkien, you know. Yeah, like, H.R. Like, Tolkien or whatever. Yeah, like all these guys that like they started this thing. They weren't they weren't popular and then they took it and bought it. And like, all right, we're going to fucking make our own thing out of it. And like, you know, uh, the Harry Potter and the fucking, uh, you know, um, what's the other one that they destroyed? Um, Lord of the Rings? No, Lord of the Rings was already books and mm. it was finished. But there was um, the recent one. uh mm, fucking um game of thrones game of thrones yeah you know dude you 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 should have let this finish correct you know like i'm one of these guys that i'm telling you i'm gonna go to my fucking grave thinking you hated the last two seasons of that right that's what you said i think that they fucking murdered a beautiful thing you know like i think you took it and you just like you took the Mona Lisa and lit her fucking face on fire. Like, dude, what the fuck? Really? Does it go that fucking you far south? You took the Sistine Chapel wow. and you let my kids just go ape shit with some markers in there. Like, you, you fucking jerked That's off a, all over. I hate that. I hate that know? feeling when I watch something. Like, I felt that way about um, like DC. Like, really fucking shits the bed when it comes to like their fucking cinematic universe. Like, sure. They, so they're retooling the whole thing now. But like, uh, there's that Batman Superman movie where I just felt like I was like watching something like like a little kid was playing with action figures in his bathtub or some shit right in that 
Like, it just felt so fucking silly. Like, what, like they tried to blend all these different elements of all these different comics into one movie. Dude. And I was just, this is terrible. And that's the same guy that made Watchmen. Yeah. Which, I think Watchmen on its first viewing is so good. Yeah. But after you watch it, like, four or five times, you go, this might be better if they did something a little bit differently, you know? But you read the book. I did read the book, yeah. So I think that there's always going to be that bias. Yeah, there is that know? bias, yeah, definitely. I definitely think that there's a uh, a problem with storytelling that, like, just books can't translate to movies as well yeah. as as visual aids are always going to be, a, a, you know... And I don't like that director, I don't think. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the Zack Snyder guy. Yeah. I don't like all the slow motion. I think he would be great for, like, making music videos or something like, <laughs> some kind of content like that. But for long-term storytelling, yeah, I just think he just drags things out too much. I mean, it's like if a guy, like, is just, like, waving his fucking staff or something. Yeah. Like, just the simple motion that if you just did it in real time, it would be just as dramatic. Now you've drug it out for 30 seconds, and it's like, all right, dude, fucking swing the staff already. Like, I don't <laughs> care. You know, can we move on? Like, can I get into the story? Yeah. It's just, I think, like, it takes away the intrigue, and, like, I, it gets to the point where it's like I'm so tired from watching the small movements that now the important stuff I don't care about. Yeah, you know? but it... So I guess, um, which movie was that? Is that... That's that the, Justice League movie that he did yeah. was like that. The, yeah. the one that they released on HBO was like four hours long and four oh, different... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. Uh, I thought that his fucking... The, uh, the Batman Superman movie was like that. It was yeah. terrible. And then... It's just... I didn't like that new Superman that they made, Man of Steel. I didn't like that. Yeah. I thought that was a... Like, I thought it was a decent representation of the character. But I just didn't care. Like, I really didn't care. Like, there was things about it. It was just like... When they show him, like, in the field as a little kid with the fucking cape on, standing there. And, like... Who is he emulating? Himself? Yeah. You're Superman, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> what superhero are you supposed to be emulating right there? Like, that made no sense to me. Yeah. You know, this is the first superhero. You yeah. know what I mean? It just didn't make sense. I don't know, man. I always... I agree with your assessment that DC shits the bed when it comes yeah. to... Um, if it's not other, an isolated story... Other than Batman and the yeah. Joker, I really feel like... I feel like uh, it has gotten better, but now... After Christian Bale, I feel like they were like, all right, we're going to just keep reinventing this fucking yeah. story until, like, we really squeeze every dollar out of it that we possibly can. And, like, all right, with Robert Patterson, I'll tell you, I really enjoyed it. And But, but it's also... I don't also, like his Bruce Wayne. That's the only thing I don't like about it. I don't like his Bruce Wayne. Well, it's, Whereas dark, I and like, it's dark and depressing, you know? So, like, you get but this... But so is, Chris, so is... What's his name? Christian Bale is dark and depressing, too. But as Bruce Wayne, that's the disguise. Yeah. That's when he has to put the face on and be like, I'm not dark and depressing. Yeah, I am, yeah. you know, this billionaire fucking playboy. And he's playing a part when he's being Bruce Wayne. When he's being Batman, that's the real Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, the girl yeah. says, like, this is your mask. When she touches his face, like... That's the whole point. But, like, Robert Pattinson was, like, super fucking sad yeah, as yeah. Bruce Wayne. That's that's what he is as a real human, though. Like, I guess. Like, vampire. Yeah, uh... but that's... <laughs> see, I don't think that... I think if you're going to act like Bruce Wayne, you got to act like Bruce Wayne. Well, you know? I mean, I, like I said, I don't think anybody will ever do it better than... Than Nolan did, yeah. You know? I think that's the best. Who? Christopher Nolan's Batman. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Christian, I was going to say Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian you know, Bale like, as Batman. But. And, and because I think he did pull off that, like, uh, even... I remember the one scene where he, like, jumped in the fountain with the girls or whatever. And, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, to look like... And I'm a, buying this hotel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like he pulled off, like, yep, I'm a jerk-off, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and, and, like, knew, like, that's, that's what I'm selling right now. Yeah. But, uh, I agree. I definitely think that, like... That is the uh, alter ego of what what that character. He has to be the complete antithesis of what Batman is. Yeah. For people to not realize, that's him. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Even that scene where the guy's going to reveal his identity in Dark Knight. Yeah. And they're trying to stop it because it, if he reveals the Joker's going to do some wild shit or some shit. Yeah. He's in the fucking the fast fucking car, speeding around and shit, kind of preventing it. But then once his car. He's out of the car and he's like, uh, I don't know. He, he like played. He played he, stupid. He, he played like, stupid, right? Like, yeah. Oh, the, the cop who's was that like, guy? Uh, the cop was like, uh, he said something like, "Oh, you know, are you getting, you know?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I'm just driving. Like I'm just an driving asshole. around like an asshole. You know? Right. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the th- yeah. So I thought those were the best Batman movies in my opinion. I think it ended a little goofy, but it's kind of hard to end a story like that. Plus, when you have a character like the Joker, who you can't really bring back. Because, yeah. you know, Heath Ledger died and all. So, I think, like, had the third movie been what it was intended to be, it might have been a little bit better. But My only disappointment about the third movie is that I think somebody like uh, John Cena or The Rock should have been the physical person As Bane? Bane. Yeah. Tom and Hardy then- is a little small, but I do like Tom Hardy as Bane. Uh, yeah, so, like, even if you did, like, a character... So, this is where it gets expensive, though, in my mind. Like, if we had an unlimited budget, you need somebody that has the wit, the English accent, the, uh, the craftiness, and the, uh, the the very delivered, thought-out answers of Bane. Because Bane is a fucking juggernaut of a human. He's kind of um, a mixture of characters. Yeah. In the movie. In the comic book, he's not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comic book, he's like an Argentinian pro wrestler with this fucking venom juice that makes him grow and get stronger and shit like that. Whereas in the movie, he's this mercenary and he's he's down in the sewers. So he's kind of like, he's this mercenary who's part of the League of Shadows. He's also a little bit of Killer Croc in the sewers and stuff like that. And then this it's and joker's like that too joker is kind of like the riddler yeah like they're they're mixtures of other characters put sure. into one character you know yeah 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 even um uh, ghoul yeah he's two different characters in the comic book he's razal ghoul and ducard but in the movie they're the same guy yeah yeah i thought that was just i thought it was put together perfectly yeah i liked it that's my favorite yeah yeah i liked it man i'm yeah. enjoying it I'm going to go upstairs and watch it. Yeah. I ain't doing shit today. No, I'm going to go to work. It's going to be one of them kind of days, man. I ain't doing shit. I got to go up to Grace Ferry. Do you? And do a job up there. Uh, yeah? Right on the Schuylkill. Nice. There's a there's a crane on a barge. I used to swim in the Schuylkill. Yeah, I used to swim in the Darby Creek, man. There's a, it's there's all a the dirty same, little bastard. It's, it's all the same dirty-ass, oil-infested, <laughs> mercury. We used to have this water. kid, uh, this kid, Michelle, who was crazy. And uh, he barely spoke any English. And we would get up there on the Black Bridge. And we used to jump into the, to the river from the Black Bridge. Yeah. And uh, we would you jump. You know the 420 bridge? We used to do the same thing Yeah, right but there. we would jump feet first. Like, just jump off and go in. Yeah. This dude was like, 
barely spoke any English, Puerto Rican kid, and he would he would go, me no jump, me dive. And he would do, like, a perfect Olympic dive, like, into the fucking <laughs> shitty school river. <laughs> <laughs> That's high, yeah. man. I did it. So we used to swim down in Tinicum, where the Darby opens up to the Delaware River. Yeah. So there's, right next to the Ramada Inn, there's these big trestles sticking up in the air. Yeah, I know. Train trestles. Yep. Uh, so we used to, there's a big stone counterweight that would help lower the bridge. Um, so we would run and jump off that stone counterweight over, there's a tin shack about 40 or 50 feet down on the train track, alongside the train tracks. We would jump over that fucking thing into the water right there. John, let me tell you something, man. We we showed up one day at low tide, and I saw that there was about 15 fucking pilings sticking up right there. Ooh. That, like, we could have, like, he hit, could have hit them. Yeah. Hit them and got fucked up. Like, they weren't sharp or nothing. It wouldn't have, like, no, but the blunt, us. Yeah. But you would have hit it and fucking, fucking broke your leg oh. or, you know, like. So, like, after that, we were like, okay, it's definitely a bad idea to. Yeah. But. One thing I did, and I I am definitely a kid that did do this, because we had a we heard a lot of rumors about kids doing this. Oh, I did it one day. I climbed. Uh, so on the side of that thing, you used to be able to climb up the train tracks, like up the uh, the the wooden boards, mm-hmm. and then you could kind of like there were like seven different uh, webs on the steel like uh, sides of the thing that you could climb out onto and then jump off of like on the bottom side of it. So there were seven levels or uh-huh. something like that. I don't know how many there were, but uh nobody ever went to the very top and jumped off the top. And I was like, all right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking be the guy that does it. Uh-huh. And dude, I did, and as I was coming down, I got fucking scared and like I usually like pencil in, but I let my arms out cuz I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and dude, I bruised the undersides of my fucking like arms yeah. up to my elbows because it slapped so fucking hard oh, on that fuck. water. Dude, it was like, and then I felt the mud. Like, yeah, I went. Oh, you went so that far down? Yeah. That I like kicked the mud on the bottom and realized, oh shit! Like, you know, dude, people get stuck in the mud yeah. and die. Yeah. You know, so like. I almost fucked up real bad. Like, really, like, almost could have killed myself, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, man, I used to do that. <laughs> yeah, we were dumb. Dumb kids. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, uh, I remember as a kid hearing stories of, oh, yeah, well, this guy used to dive off the I think top. I, and... I had a cousin who's, whose friend died. Yeah. Swimming in a river. Yeah. The tide took him under and he died. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's, it's a fucking serious thing, yeah. you know? So, and then in Eddystone, uh, where Harris Casino is now, that's that's uh, right right across the border in Chester. Yeah, yeah. Harris Casino used to be a uh, Sunship and Pen, uh, a part Sunship right there, and they had a floating dry dock, which mm-hmm. looked like, uh, it kind of looked like a half pipe, you know, like yeah. it was like this giant thing that they would fill up with water, it would sink down into the the uh, the river. And then they would drain all the water out, and it would float and pick the ship up out of the water. Mm-hmm. That's how they would work on some of the ships down there. So they had steps on the side of it that were like uh, went up the side all the way to the top platforms on both sides. And we would jump off the platforms into the water. John, listen to how fucking stupid we were. We literally were like, um, all right, well, we can only swim down there when the tide's coming in. 
because if you jump out, it'll push you up against the uh, the metal, right. yeah. so you can climb back up the side. Dude, <laughs> if you jumped too high and went under the dock, the dock was like two or three hundred feet long. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fucking drown because you're not gonna. You're not find gonna be. Your... Yeah, you're not gonna find your way out from under. Yeah, you yeah. know. So like, dude, just just so many stupid fucking things that we've done as children, and like, mm-hmm. we're lucky, man. You're lucky we're, to still be here. We're right? lucky yeah. that we, you know. So like, sometimes when the kids are like, oh, I just want to stay in and, and like watch cartoons, I think other parents are like, Yeah, yeah. Well, it's better than you jumping off a fucking yeah. dry dock and drowning yourself. So like. Yep. You know, I understand the fear of being a parent, but on the same token, you got to learn. You got you know, yeah. to make mistakes. My son was like one of those was one of those bike kids. Yeah. The the wheeling the motherfuckers, yeah, in Philly. And uh he we talked about that the when they took over 676 or whatever. He was there for that. Really? And I remember being upset with him about it. Yeah. But there was also a part of me that was like happy to see him doing something like that because it was like it kind of felt like he was a part of something that was different it was like they were kind of like you know it was something even though we were a large group of kids there was something very individual about them doing that you know yeah, what i mean i think it says something about belonging to a community yeah you want to let me tell you something you and i won't get it because we weren't a part of that right but in but 20 there years were things now, that we did that were a part of something similar 10 or 20 years from now your son is going to be explaining that, yeah. like, dude, we shut down a fucking interstate through Philadelphia. He did it. He, right. That was a part of his life, yep. you know? And he was happy when he was doing it. Like, yeah, he was man. happy. Like, I mean, he would be out front of the house all day long fucking doing these goofy wheelies. That, and he was good at it. But he yeah. was happy doing it. Yeah. You know? So, even though I couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was I always worried because I was like, you're gonna get by a fucking car, you you know, you're gonna do something dumb. Yeah, but I guess that's just that's part of life is you know doing something dumb. The yeah. way legends are created, yeah, is uh, you got to do shit that people are amazed with. I built skate parks in the back alley behind my house uh, when we were kids in Eddystone down in the village, and still to this day, sometimes guys are like, dude, I remember that skate park that you had in the back alley, and yeah. I'm like. I was the kid that built everything. Though. Right. I was like, I had fucking ramps and these railings and quarter pipes and all kinds of shit. And like guys from up here, Glen Olden and like friends of mine that I skateboarded and rollerbladed with around here would literally catch the bus, you know, the 112 down Chester Pike to get off an Eddystone to come hang out behind my fucking house because I built all these. And, and kids, kids, every generation is going to have their their stories, their mm-hmm. things that they did, you know, and like, it's just a generational difference, man. It's just, uh, you know, back to when Mark was on our show and like that, that generational bias, you yeah. know, you fucking pussies did this or, you know, like who knows the kids, kids nowadays, young kids will be like, Oh, I was on this video game. Remember this video game? <laughs> oh, I, you know, I had this character and it was this level and you and I aren't going to understand it. I don't get yeah. it at all. I'm cool with nothing, you know. Yeah. Whatever. They're going to be like, right before The Matrix took us all, you know, I played yeah. this video game. <laughs> I was like Neo in The Matrix. Okay, cool. I just, I don't know. Like I, like you said, I think there's some comfort in the idea that, like, I know where you are and I know you're safe. Yeah. But there's also that feeling of, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Right. 
Eh, they got to explore. They got to learn. Yeah. They got to do things. But know? I think that goes back to, you know, I was happy with uh, with putting things on paper and being meticulous about something and trying to create things. So I wasn't really out there doing a whole lot of things. But I still was able to fill in time, like I said, like, you know, jumping into the river here and there. Or, sure. You know, hmm. doing stuff like that. I think that's I think that's life, man. I think yeah. that uh, every generation is going to have their own trials and tribulations. Some kid right now is playing a video game and he's mastering that video game. Whatever his character is, Minecraft or whatever stupid shit they're doing. I don't know. You and I call it stupid, but to that kid, he is being meticulous and he knows. Yeah, I guess there is a level of creativity are, to it. Other kids are looking at his character and they're going, my fucking God, I can't mm. believe what he's created here. You know? And I guess so. You and I won't understand it. We're old mm. school. You know, we're, 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 uh... Like if I couldn't do it with my mind and my fucking hand, it sure. didn't matter. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's not the way the world's going anymore. AI, right. this whole, uh, even just drawing on a iPad, you know? I don't have a problem with people drawing on the iPad. Yeah. Because they're still drawing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think there's just something more, uh... I don't know. I just prefer it better to be, you know, I'm here with a pen and an actual piece of paper and, you know, figuring it out. Well. And I'm crumpling it up and I'm throwing it away. I'm starting it again. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. There's a certain different level of pride in being creative, I think. I don't know. But I guess it, it is essentially the same exercise mentally, you know. If you're drawing it on an iPad or you're drawing on a piece of paper, what's different? You're still fucking drawing it, right? Yeah. I don't know. Why don't we end this episode with yeah. uh, you kids online. You're cunts. You're cunts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, man. Another good one, man. Another good one. Yeah. I always, like I said, I just How you go feel, man? And... We started out talking about mental yeah, illness. Yeah, I knew we weren't going to fucking stay on con- on. We track. never do. We never do, no. Yeah. But do yeah. you feel good? Do you feel like maybe this? I never feel good. Really? No. At the end of every one, I go, this one, they made no sense. I don't know why we went this way. But, yeah, I felt the same way about the last one, and I loved it. I felt that way about the one with Mark, and I loved it. Maybe you are maybe you are going through something, because I feel good, man. I, oh, do you? Cool. Yeah, like, like to me, to me, sometimes when I'm in a funk, I just need to talk my way yeah. out of it, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I, I guess I was kind of hoping that that was going to be your your answer is like, oh yeah, no you know what? well you're asking we made some jokes listen, we talked about the, you, you know you're killer talking to robots. somebody who uh fucking analyzes everything they say to the point that it doesn't even exist anymore so i i'm so critical of everything that like like you said i'm editing constantly. Well, then i'm gonna have to put this episode up right yeah. fucking now <laughs> so that you can hear how awesome yeah. this shit is you could do yeah. that this could be this week's episode if yeah. you want you can put it up as soon as i leave if you want i don't care uh, Whatever you want to do. I, I like I like the Sunday thing, man. It doesn't I, matter. I feel like I gotta, but I can send it to you like I always promise to, but I never do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. If you want to put it up, we can get back together again sometime this week and do another one. We could do that too. It I mean, it's matter. only Tuesday. We probably can. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't put one up on Sunday. Yeah. So this could be this week's episode if you want. If mm-hmm. you want. Eh. Yeah. Eh. All you gotta do is what do you gotta put in there? The outro, the intro, and the outro. It takes ten minutes. Here you yeah. go. What else were you going to do? Meh. You're not doing shit else. I ain't doing shit else. You're doing shit else. Ah, let's fucking hear it. All right, word. See you, man. Later, dude.